This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Took a little hiatus. We know. We're upset about it, too. Got a little busy, but you know what? Yankees weren't doing too hot. So, we're having a little fun now. We did just lose two in a row by double digits close to it. Who cares? Everyone settle down. Playoffs start in a week. We got exciting baseball in our hands. The Yankees are back to be in the Bronx Bombers. You know what? Without further ado, let's talk about it. Good to be back. What's going on? It's been about a week and a half, but it hasn't been a week and a half without Damon. Damon, we live together. Those of you who don't know or just tuning in, don't know why you haven't been with us from the start, but welcome. But I have had a little bit too much of Damon, honestly. He needs to go on a vacation. I'll pay for it. You guys Venmo us two bucks each. Send Damon a little vacation. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I'm happy to go. <laughs> so guy wants to get out of here, but. I was going to go with California, but California's California, yeah, California on, on fire. It's on fire. Don't want to go there. But anyway, how are you doing, Damon? I'm doing great, actually. Regardless, Why? Why regardless, great? I'm excited to be here. And the Yankees are kind of hot, aside from getting their fucking asses kicked tonight. Let's just throw these last two games away, because who cares? Who once, cares? Who once cares? Once we clinched, it literally didn't even Here's matter. Here's the thing. We, we've been... Uh, we've won enough games in a row where I can say we're hot, and the guys that we've been... Wanting to go out there and produce are actually doing that, so that's fucking awesome to see. Because the guys we've been like we've been talking about for the entire season about when they're gonna get hot, when they're gonna start hitting, when they're gonna start doing this, they're finally doing that, and it's at the perfect timing for the most part. For the most part, yes, but we're also a couple games away from entering the playoffs, and now is the perfect time to get hot and. I couldn't have asked for a better time. If this was reversed when we were playing like this a month ago, a month and a half ago. I mean, listen, a 10-game win streak will help out anybody. It's going to help so anybody. I, I know what you're trying to get at, but here's the thing. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm good with the way we've been playing. And you know what? It doesn't matter that we lost these past two games because I've been saying this forever. I'm one of those who don't think home field advantage matters at all. I really don't because we don't have any fans. They've... And I not, not only though. not only did we not have any fans before, but now we're at neutral sites. They just agreed to doing the neutral site stuff. I, for, I don't know where exactly we'll be playing, but yeah, it's a bubble somewhere. We're in a bubble. Yeah, we're, we're, home field does not matter a single bit. Home field mattered before. Home field mattered before, and even I was still saying it didn't matter if we did home fields with no fans. But now, not only like you had a, you at the very least would get home field with your home dimensions. 
and I know that's what you were. Yeah, that was my big arguing. argument. Yeah. Now you don't get that. Now yeah, the Yankees don't get the short porch. They don't be like, okay, Judge can rob a home run in right field because he has the short porch. Now you don't have that either because you're playing at some college ballpark or wherever the hell you are in yeah. San Diego or something. The only know? the only advantage they have now is really last licks. That's it. That's, that's the it. only thing you have. Which, if you play to win the game and you play throughout that the entire matter. game, it's not going to fucking matter. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have, but you can also score three runs in the first inning and then you're kind of set up for the rest of the game. Which is exactly no why home field does not matter. And that's why losing these two in in long... The reason why we're ranting about this is that these two games, we clinched the playoffs already. Like, we're playing any team. The only thing that will change is who we face, but it really isn't because we're going to face the Twins. It's just a matter of who's the who's batting at the end of, at the end of the game in the bottom yeah. of the inning and who's batting at the top. And we dominate the, the Twins. I know they're a good team, and we always say that every single time. Last year, we're like, oh, we dominated the Twins in the past, and then... What happens? We sweep them. And this year, they add, you know, Josh Donaldson and whatever. And, you know, I, I'm expecting another sweep. But they're again, they're, they're a good team. You but go into it every time. They're always a good team. But yeah. it's just we, we seem to have their numbers. So, I don't yeah. know. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Any, any team we face, I'm really not worried, to be completely honest. I think that the... I know, obviously, it's, it's kind of tough to say right now because we just got our ass whipped by the, the Blue Jays and... We've been playing yeah. like shit. We've been playing like shit against the Rays, but we haven't faced the haven't faced the Twins this year, right? So it's going to be like a a new matchup for both teams. I'm not, and again, like like you said, they added a couple people onto the team. We have people who are kind of swapping in and out. I'm not really I'm not really worried no. at all, and I would I would probably rather play a new fresh team than the teams we've been playing this entire year because they kind of have our they already know like what our game plan is in kind of a way. You bring up an interesting point though because obviously we've only been playing the East Division across uh, AL and NL. Every team has been doing the same in their individual like area, whatever you want to call it, central region, region like the the central, the West, and the the East. It's interesting to see, like, you've been so accustomed to playing, like, the Rays, and, like, we've been playing the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Mets, the Marlins, all that, and, like, if you're the White Sox who are leading their division, you look like they've been only playing, like, the Cubs, the Brewers, and all that stuff, and then you see the Dodgers, they've been playing only, like, the Dodgers had the weakest strength of schedule, they're playing teams like the Giants, the Rockies, the D-backs, Mariners, Rangers, Angels, like shit teams like that, dude. The Dodgers and they have a good record, but then yeah. you, they're not being tested with other teams. They've been so, just like beating down on teams because but look at their that, fucking division. But is that wor- are they worse off now because they I go don't into know the playoffs and they're just all of a sudden just a snap of fingers? You're playing against only good teams, but now you're really arguing. You're you're, you're arguing like either you have the experience, not experience, but you've been having like. The, uh, the competition, the level, competition has level has... So I guess there's two different scenarios. Either you've been playing to a higher competition level or you've been getting the momentum because you've been beating down on shitty teams. It's like, I think the what's, competition what's the level better is one the better to have? I know, so? They always say the hot team coming to the playoffs always wins, but, I mean, something about playing that many shit teams. I mean, the only good team that they played against was, I mean, the occasional series, obviously the 10 games they play against the Padres, and they play the Athletics occasionally and the Astros. Yeah, but look at the Mariners, the D-backs, the Rockies, the Giants. They fucking Honestly, suck. Honestly, the Astros are almost not going to make the playoffs, and they're playing. They haven't clinched yet. And they're still playing against these teams. They're almost they're 500, if not sub-500, yeah. last time I looked. And they're playing against 
these shit teams. That says a little more of something, <laughs> too. <laughs> I think the Angels like, three games back or something like that right Angels now. The Angels are the worst. Yeah. All right. That's, it's just, just kind of wild. It's, it's just kind of wild really, to think about. I, the reason I bring this up is because, like, it's just so interesting to see how the playoffs are going to shake out because you're playing teams that you've been, like, kind of looking at across the hall, but you're yeah. just like, oh, look, look at them. They're doing pretty well, and you have and you can't do anything about it because you're never going to play them head to head until you come into unless you play in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just really cool that like nobody know like that nobody whole knows. that whole being accustomed to this team and knowing people like let's say the Yankees go on and they and they play the Twins for example like we we're going to in the first round, Debbie Garcia, a potential third starter in a three game series in a must win game. He's a very big unknown to a team like the Twins because yeah, they've never, never ever in their before. life faced them. So that adds, I will get into that a little bit deeper because we're going to talk about the J-Hap, Debbie Garcia situation, but that adds to his, his tape because they, have, they don't have shit on him. Yeah. That's a Brand, big deal. It's a fresh arm. So let's get into the first thing here. So we're going to introduce a new topic because we took a week off, so we were able to, you know, retool a little bit. So first thing we wanted to add was a little bit of a, a game we'll play. That we'll open up episodes with. and It's called Stock Up, Stock Down. Pretty self-explanatory. So, who's going up? Who's been performing well this week? Specifically this week. Not overall. If your stock goes down, and I still like you, it's it's nothing personal. It's just this week you played like shit. It's showbiz, baby. It's showbiz, baby. So, stock up. Why don't we, why don't we start on a high note? Because we did lose, so let's bring, let's bring the people back up a little bit. So, stock up to you, Damon. Who you got? Whose stock is rising right now? I might get shit for this, but I'm going with Jay Hap. Now, why would you get shit for that? Because I, because he has not been a, a fan favorite up until recently, and I th- feel like the, I mean, if you start at a penny and you go up to ten pennies, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> that's stock throughout, up throughout the entire season. We've been shitting on him because he sucked, so rightfully, rightfully so. But there's there's been part of me and part of a couple of people who have been always been talking about how. He has the potential to be a playoff pitcher who we can rely on. I think a lot of people have been talking about that. We've all been we've been waiting for him to show that a little bit and kind of show, show the progression and kind of show the momentum. And realistically, in the, the last two of his three starts, they've been pretty fucking solid, in my opinion. You know, the last game he pitched, he had eight innings pitch, only four hits. Like he's been doing really well the last. You know, two out of three starts, and there's no debate. He's he's been showing it. Granted, he's been showing it, and I'm not again. I'm not entirely sold yet, but I really do think that he can put a shit. He can pull a show together, and really be a playoff star that we need because he like we need a fucking reliable playoff starter. Garrett Cole is going to come out and shove. I have faith in Tanaka. Debbie Garcia is a, a solid pitcher, but. He's only pitched three, four major league games before. It's not someone I can be like confident in. He's like, going to be an exciting person to watch, but I'm not like, yeah, he's, he's going to come out and shove. You don't love penciling Debbie Garcia into a playoff game that you he's need never to pitched win. In a he'll, be a, he'll, be a th- he'll be the three game, which in a three game series is one you need to win if you get to that point. Hopefully, you don't get to that point. He's more of a wild card arm at this point because it's like, can he come out? 100% he can. Can he also shut the bed? Probably. Are you confident in him that morning? Right. Probably not. But it's him versus Hap. But so. based on based on what Hap showed the other night and what he has showed in the past couple of games, 
I'd put him in front of Devi because okay, whoa, yeah, you're jumping the gun here. We'll get into the conversation a little bit. That's well, that's my that's my we'll get into that's my reasoning. Third. We'll get into yeah. rounding third in a little bit. Stock up is is definitely up for sure. Yeah. We're we're in the beginning, Damon. We're still in the first. Fucking so I gotta have my five, I gotta have myself. Minutes. I gotta have myself. His stock is absolutely up. My stock up is Gary, because I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about penny stocks before. That man has been he's been through some lows for sure. He's been batting below 100, let alone Mendoza. And the last five games, things you love to see, and not including tonight. I think he went 0 for 4. So, I, I forgive me, I calculated these stats before tonight. He's batting 286, three home runs, nine RBIs in the last five games. And that's the kind of Gary that you want to see. I mean, he's a man who hits. He's not very good at hitting for his career for average. And if he's hitting 286 and three home runs and nine RBIs in the last game, I think he has six hits, so... Boy, he's a guy who can get hot. And that's what you need. That's what you need, Dave. He's a guy who can get hot. <laughs> he's a guy who can get hot. And if you can keep him hot and at least get him into the playoffs, I mean, but as long as... I mean, obviously, he stocks when up. We're talking about, stocks up. When we're talking about Lowe's, he was the CEO of Lowe's. Exactly. <laughs> he, was, he was about to go bankrupt in terms of <laughs> stocks. So, I mean, it's just him... If you can get him remote, like this is why I love that he's playing a little bit well now because we would have an entirely different conversation if he continued to play bad because then we're talking Higgy, like Higgy being the, the starter from here on out. Not even just personal catcher, just starter. That's a conversation if Gary, at least Gary's making a conversation like, hey, remember me, I can do this. Yeah. Like I, I strike fear in the hearts of pitchers on the opposing team. My name's Gary Sanchez. I'm one of the best to ever do it in terms of home runs at my position in the entire MLB for the history of the game. So it's just like things like that. It's like, Oh, remember me? Like, I love yeah. that he's actually playing and all we need out of Gary. He's been batting like late, late in the order. I mean, it's fine. If he's batting late in the order and he's this kind of guy and he's just hitting like a beast. Yeah. I mean, talk about a guy to have at the back end of your order, pair him with Clint and Gio. Like that's the bottom three. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's why I got yeah, him going stock gotta, up. Yeah. We'll get into deeper conversations in a little bit about the catcher's position as a whole, but let's get into stock down. Who, who's going down for you this week? Not overall. This is this is impersonal, like we said. Who's going down for you? Yeah, this is a little bit, yeah. I think this is a, a cumulative downfall, but I'm going with Hicks again. I, I've been going with Hicks for a couple of the the downer awards the, for pretty consistently, but he just... I know the contribution he brings to the, to the team. I know the value he brings, and that is really important, but he just is not being the Aaron Hicks that I want him to be. He is, aside from Gary Sanchez and Brett Gardner, who are two people who have not had good years at all, and quite frankly, we weren't expecting a lot from, or I wasn't expecting a lot from Brett Gardner because we had these other outfielders, and Gary Sanchez is having the most horrific season of all time. And Hicks is only batting a little bit better than them. He's only batting 214. That's the worst average aside from Gary and Gardner. And that right there, like, I I just need him to be doing a lot better right now. And he's one of those bats where if he can turn it on, this lineup just gets so much better because he breaks up the order. He's a switch hitter with, uh, combined with his defensive skills. He is a... So he's such a valuable person that I need him to be a more um, present bat in the lineup. 
and he just hasn't been. And I know he gets on base. I know he does all all sort of stuff, but he's not hitting the ball like I wanted to. He hits a fucking home run. He pimps it, and then that's it. We we don't pay attention to what he's been doing, what he has been doing really, and that's why his stock's been down because I just think that like out of the whole lineup, he has just been so stagnant throughout the whole season, and just it's just been continuing this this last week. Aside I, from that, aside from that one home run, I completely agree. But here's the thing. This is what you're getting out of Hicks. Hicks is going to be a guy, like you said, who gets on base. And he's never going to be a guy hit for hits for average. There's not a lot of guys on our team that do hit for average. And you got to understand that as a Yankees fan, as it, as it currently sits, this is where the like player where it lies. No, I get that. That's but where the team is. That's what we are. That's the team we are. I and it's totally just, get that. But we, I feel like we... Ex- I, I personally have always expected more out of him. And I've always... I, I think that's the problem. I think you're I think expecting... It's the, I think it's the persona of what he is. No, I think you're expecting too much out of a guy who is a career to 30. You're expecting too much in terms of his batting average. His batting yeah. average is never going to change, except he's always going to be that great, that plus defender out there. He's always going to have a great arm. He's always going to get on base and draw a lot of walks. He's always going to have the clutch moment. Yeah. Like, those are what you should expect out of Aaron Hicks. You shouldn't expect him to have a high, higher batting average at all than higher than 250. If you expect him to have higher than a 250 batting average, you're just not looking at the same Aaron Hicks. Because no, that, I know. The Aaron Hicks that you should look at is the one that does all the other things I noticed. The, all the other things that I just mentioned, I mean, he does not do the batting average thing. He does the OBP thing. He does, he gets on base. He was in the top 10, 10th percentile, whatever you want to call it, for OBP in the AL at one point. I don't know where he is now. And then you look at his... Defend. He's obviously going to be our center fielder. Yeah, I just like that. Like he has his his spots where he is the guy. Like you have other guys that get batting average, like DJ and Geo and all those I, guys. I like he's totally don't. I don't think you should. My my main point in saying this, I obviously think his stock is down as well. He's not really had that clutch factor or something big that is Aaron Hicks like. But when you talk about Aaron Hicks, you got to look at it in terms of what you expect out of Aaron Hicks. Like, and he is not a person that you expect to have a high batting average. you you got to judge him based on his individual things. that You you hold him to a high regard in clutch, fielding, and walks. That's what you judge Aaron Hicks on, not by his batting average. If his batting average is low, whatever. That's where it always is going to be, unless it's at, like, 100. I'm just saying that's what he's... He's never been good at all those things, so, you know... Yeah. Judge him on what he's what he normally does, not at what you think he should be doing. Yeah, I, I I was more saying like, it's what I it's not like what I think he, it's almost like my feeling of what kind of player he is and he's never what been I think that he player. Should be doing. But in my head, he has been you for some weird reason. Be. Yeah, no, me too. You know, it's, in, it's weird in, to, in your head, to you describe. Always think Aaron Hicks is way. A way better hitter for average, specifically. Yes, I do. Then and no, mine too. And probably a lot of Yankees fans, you like look at his average and you're like, oh shit, why is he batting like two twenty? Like, yeah, having that bad of a season is like, no, that's what it's what he usually does. Except he's has he's a four hundred OBP, yeah. and it's just nuts because that's what you get at him. And and you look at your other options and you don't have much because he's a great defender. He's got a great arm, and you love having him in center field. Yeah, aside from that drop that. He had this inning, which was just a miscommunication. I don't know what happened there. 
But having him in center and judge, judge and right, and now Clint is apparently a good outfielder and left. You got a pretty damn good outfield now, and that's for just sure. something you love to see. And it's just, I agree with the stock down for this week, but I'm very, and th- this is one of those bats that you love to have in in the lineup in the playoffs because you know he's going to show up in the playoffs. Yeah. You love to see that. Yeah. That is the most exciting part to me, that his bat is always going to show up in the playoffs in the big game, in the big moment. Houston Astros, they might even make the playoffs, but you know he's going to be in it when it matters. And the best part about it is he's like batting eight or nine or wherever you want because they might split up the lefty-righty. But yeah, to me, he's... That's the thing. He's got to bat a little behind the lineup because he's a switch hitter. Like, that's just the way... He might break up everybody, but you know, I, I agree with the stock down. My stock down is Debbie Garcia. And yeah. and because you know what, here's the thing: he IPO'd, yeah, he, he IPO'd a couple day, a couple weeks ago. The IPO was pretty high, and the IPO set maybe the IPO record high. He went up to he started at like thirty, went up to like forty five, fifty, sixty, and you know what, he leveled off a little bit. He stayed at that current level, and then in his third start against the Red Sox, he gets lit up, and yeah. he drops off. So in terms of this week and the last start, that's why he's getting the stock down for me. Uh, he was looking like a sure. Here's the thing, he was looking like a sure thing number three starter in the playoffs, no doubt about it. In his recent, in his first two games, but the game against the Red Sox where he gets lit up, that creates this conversation that we're about to have about who and and a lot of people DM'd us about this too. It's who is our number three starter? Yeah. Who is the like must win if we get to game three? Who is the three starter? And in the playoffs as well, moving forward. Because we're going to win. That's just how the Yankees play. But if he shoves in that third game against the Red Sox, this conversation isn't happening. Very different. He's the three starter. It's very that, different. Because you look at the first two games, absolutely. He's the yep. prince that was promised. He came out. He was a stopper. He started that whole 10-game win streak. He was the one who ended that in miserable losing streak. It's just, if that didn't happen, we're not having this conversation about Jay Happ. And I st- and not I'm giving this thumbs down to him. I'm giving the stock down to him. I still have faith in Devi, but just his stock dropped a touch. Yeah, just because of this last week and the last performance, and only it dropped because he was a blue chip, and now he's just like, okay, let's talk about. It. Now this is a conversation only because of how good has Hap been pitching. Yes. Now it's a conversation. So. We'll get into that conversation. You want to get into that conversation now? Yeah, it's only right. I think that... Might as well. So yeah. let's get into a, one of our rounding thirds. We'll just go into that right now. The runner's being waved home. Here comes the throw from Andrews. The slide, the tag. So was it your rounding third or mine? That was yours. That was mine. So my rounding third, and for those of you who are checking in for the first time, rounding third, I have a... Both of us will have a point that we're trying to prove. We're going to... Be rounding third. We're coming on home, and we're going to see if we're safe or out. And we try to prove our case. The other person tells us if they're safe or out, which obviously is agree or disagree with the point we're trying to prove. My rounding third is that Debbie Garcia will be the third starter in the playoffs. We did get a lot of these questions because obviously Debbie has been pitching really well, and so has Hap. And you never thought this was going to be a conversation because Hap has been the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst. But, obviously, like I just previously said, starting to fall off a little bit in that last start, at least, against 
A Red Sox team that's not that good, but I mean the Red Sox offense not as bad as you'd think. They got a few good names, so it's not as alarming as if he. I don't know. But to me, in Debbie's last five starts, you look at the last five. He had twenty-seven point two innings pitched, four point eight eight ERA, four point two percent walk percentage, two fifty-two batting average against twenty-six strikeouts. So when you look at Hap, Hap has a thirty-one point two innings pitched, around the same, one point nine nine ERA compared to a four eight eight for Devi. Obviously, a very big difference there. It's mm-hmm. half. 209 batting average against versus 252. 33 strikeouts versus 26. And 2.5 walk percentage compared to 4.2. So about every single thing he has there is about half of what Devi had. So the yeah. numbers in the last five games for Hap versus Devi absolutely are in Hap's favor. But I still think Devi is what I'm going with for the three-starter because, I mean, when you look at Hap's postseason in first career numbers... He has a 5.04 ERA, 25 innings pitched, which isn't that much for a, an, a veteran like that. Mm-hmm. One in three record when he starts games, 1.76 whip, and a walk percentage of 4.7, which is awful when you compare it to the major league average. Fangraphs has a has if you guys haven't been on Fangraphs, Fangraphs has a point of reference for what is the league average, what is like very good, what is great, what is and then in the other direction, what is awful, what is, like, below average. <laughs> 4.7 is below awful okay. for a walk percentage. The league average is 2.9. Okay. And and that, to me, the walk percentage is a big red flag because you look at the postseason, why is your walk numbers going up that much? Because he's nervous. He's so he, – he doesn't have that – that ice in his veins in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that number is very indicative to me that he can't do it in the playoffs. And we've seen it against the Red Sox in 2018. You, I remember vividly when the, the camera panned to his hand when he was changing the pitches and his hand was just shaking like crazy. I remember just Hap does not seem like a guy to me that has the ice. And that is the only counter-argument to Debbie because he's never been there. So you would expect him to not have the ice. But if, if the alternative is somebody who absolutely doesn't have the ice, and it's proven that he doesn't have the ice. Why are you going to go with that guy? And, and the 1.76 whip proves it too. I mean, his postseason numbers to me are just very not yeah. so, there. So here's to the point to, to, to not put Devi in there because of inexperience. I think if you're going to go with either the, the high ceiling and the, the really high potential with Devi versus the guy, I would not pick Devi if I had a guy that you knew what you were getting out of him. He was going to have a... A 3-8 ERA, it's not great, but it, it's going to get the job done. When you're going with a guy like Hap, like, that's your alternative. Like, I'll go with the guy who has a higher ceiling versus a guy who you know you're going to get bad stuff out of. Like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm First of all, I, I agree and disagree for a lot of things. Am I safe or out? In my opinion, you're out. Tell me why. Because... I disagree. You're just getting Hap. I am picking Hap, okay, and here's why. why. Because... I think that if this was a regular season, regular playoffs, regular fans, regular home field, everything the same, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. However, this is not regular playoffs. This is not regular season. This is not a regular situation. And I want I want the person throwing that third game, whoever has the hot hand right now, 
And if the playoffs started tomorrow and the third game started tomorrow and they're both fresh, I am 1 million percent uh, picking Hap over David Garcia. Because if, if, game, if game three hypothetically was tomorrow in the playoffs and they're both fresh right now based on their previous performances, I am picking Hap over David Garcia for a couple reasons. This is the last game? Yes, because Hap has been Hap has had two good games back to back, and Devin Garcia has has had two shitty games back to back, and Hap is more experienced. I don't care about playoff numbers right now because one, you're you're comparing bad numbers to a guy who was probably caused by just being nervous and not That's being able to not being able to handle the situation with fans and the actual tension. I'm saying it the sit the the tension I feel is going to be a little bit lower because you don't have people screaming in your face all the time. It's a little bit, it's a little bit lower. It's a little bit lower, but, 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 I, but I don't think it's lower. But, but I think they you're, know the you're comparing, but you're comparing stats that are probably not relevant to no stats at all. Like you're you're comparing a guy who was a, a veteran pitcher who can probably pull something together to a guy who's never pitched in the playoffs before ever. So I I think there's sides to both both point of views and like. Again, maybe Devin Garcia not pitching in the playoffs before is a benefit because he goes out there and thinks it's like any other game. and He just went to them throw. He's never pitched before in a crowd yelling at him before. He's never had that experience. So to him, it's like any other game. He could be he could be throwing, he could just be going out there and just throwing the ba- the baseball. Like that's totally possible. Are you on I, my I side? It sounds like you're on my side. I'm not on your side. I'm just saying <laughs> it that. Sounds like you're trying to make. I'm saying argument. that's totally possible, but it's I know. such. It's such a. It's, it's such a hypothetical. It's, it's such unknown. like an unknown. So I I I think that it's possible. However, I think it's a more stable decision to pick Hap over David Garcia, and I it's a slim decision, but I really think it's just a more stable situation. And you know what? I I, I know that it's a close call because of the last start, and I'm like we're like I said before, if he doesn't go out and shoots the bet against the Red Sox, it's his job no matter what. If Debbie had three lights out starts, yeah, fucking start the kid. But he, but he didn't. Making it a conversation. I but know. he didn't. He has and the stuff. He threw. He went out there. He threw great. But again, like you, you can't discount Hap, who what is seventeen years older than the fucking kid, and like, probably. and he's been around the block. It can probably. So you wake up mentally adjust. Like you I don't wake know. up October first. We have a game. I don't know if we October first we actually have a game. But let's say October starts. October first, game day. You wake up. New York, New York's blasting on the speakers. I got it on this round sound. It's game day. J-Hab's name is penciled into the game. It's obviously not game one. It's game three. But are, I, you, are you more confident? You, I'm just, let me set the scene for you. You wake up. Yeah. J-Hab's name is penciled into the game, or Debbie Garcia's name is penciled in the game. What are you more confident? That'll answer the I'm, question right there. I'm more confident in J-Hab. I, I have just, to say. I flat out, do, I, I just, just disagree. I have to say. I know just, there's a big unknown, but I'm, I'm getting myself, I just amped myself the fuck up. It's just, it's but high risk. You put it's yourself too in much a situation. Of a, it's too much October of a high baseball risk, high is on reward. its way. October baseball is on its way. That fired me the fuck up. But I'm telling you right now, I just, I literally just tricked my brain to thinking tomorrow was game day. <laughs> And Listen, I got more hyped up seeing Debbie's name penciled. And I just played. I just played every scenario out of my brain. I, Debbie Garcia, here's the thing. I'm more confident. Here's in. the thing. I would probably. Okay, here's the thing. I would probably. I would probably be more be more excited 
to watch the game if Devi was pitching. Because that, then that tells me everything. But no, I, no, but hear, I, hear me <laughs> wait, wait, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. I, I, I'd be more excited to see Devi pitch because it's going to be more intense. But I feel a little more confident if that pitches. That's that, not what, if that makes no, sense. What you just said to me was exactly the reason why I'm picking Devi is because you were more excited to watch it because you know the ceiling is so high. You you know that Devi out there could you don't it's a big unknown but he could just flash something crazy at you. He could and he, could. he has the potential. Hap doesn't really have that. Hap doesn't have that X factor like oh he might throw a fucking no hitter tonight. Right. Obviously very very unlikely but like. Devi, you know, he could, two out of three starts that we've seen so far, he's shoved. So right. you go out there and you throw an unknown to it, and I'll bring that back in there. The Twins have never seen Devi Garcia. They've seen J-Hap. So you throw him one time. I think that's a really for, valid for one point. Time, for one time. They're facing him one game. It's a three-game series. They have him one game. It's a do-or-die. Devi Garcia's on there. They have never faced him ever. And you're doing it. You're doing it for maybe. You, and we have a good bullpen, so we he only needs to get like six. So if you're talking one through six innings or one through five innings, I'd rather have an unknown out there who is gonna get by strictly because of their unknown ability. Nobody has seen them before. Versus a one through five or six innings with Hap, you're gonna tee off him starting from the first inning to the last inning he pitches the ball because you know him and they're good hitters. And a big point that we haven't brought up yet is. We're facing the Twins. They have some very, very good righty bats. And you have Jay Happ coming out there as a lefty versus a righty Nelson Cruz and a righty Josh Donaldson. And you're going to tell me that you are just as confident that that team is not going to hit a fucking moon rocket <laughs> just, off of Jay Happ in the first inning. Well, you never in know. Game, I just think in that a do-or-die game in game three, and Nelson Cruz is up. With man on first, third, second, whatever the fuck it is, in the first inning, because he bats four, you better believe it. You're going to be just as confident. No, I'm not. Hap, a lefty going against a righty, Nelson Cruz, who probably hits 500 for his career against lefties. Not, the, the, the lefties that aren't named J Hap. I know. I. I his <laughs> his batting average, I mean, feel free to fact check me on this. His batting average against J Hap is probably like 750 to 1,000. <laughs> Here's a. I. I listen. I'm like, if we're talking about a percentage of how much I'm towards J Hap, it's like 50, 50 and a half towards oh, Debbie Garcia, who's forty nine and a half. Like I, 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 I get all those points. I agree with all those points. I'm just saying my gut feeling and based on what we've seen, I'm I I have to go with Hap. I I I don't know. It's so tough. And listen, we're talking about it, this specific scenario. If we move on, then we're in a, then we're a bigger series, and then we're talking about. Who's the three and who's the four starter? And they're both going to pitch, but that that's a. But again, I think one. I really think it's whoever has better better last couple games. If they, De- they if, have one start each left. If Devi comes back and throws lights out again, then he proves he has that stuff. I don't know. I think that the, the never facing him before is a huge factor that I, think, I don't know if they've. Con- I don't think consider that. I hope they I consider that. But goes, they, who knows? They will consider that. I think what goes into this a lot that we shouldn't we we shouldn't have understated. Was that matchup that I'm talking about? It's yeah. never facing before. It's the righty bats, specifically the Cruises and the Donaldsons of the world, that are in this lineup. Buxton, yeah, 
not a scary bat, but he's also a righty. It's, they have a very, very heavy righty. He's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. It's like looking at the Yankees. If, do you want to face Judge Stanton and all of them with a right with a lefty guy on the mound, or do you want a righty on the mound who has a higher ceiling? It's just that. And the problem, this is a very first-round problem, like I said, because the playoffs moves to a five-game series in the ALDS. And then we have a little more leeway. It's just a matter of who's the three and who's the, who's the, who's the four, whatever. But this is it's a very twins matchup specific problem. And that's why I'm going to go with Debbie with another reason why I want Debbie. I don't really care about that last start. And I get it. There's no really right answer, and I hope we don't get to a game three. I hope we get to a game one and two, and we win with Tanaka and Cole out there. And I'm damn confident that we can do that because Tanaka in the playoffs is lights out and Garrett Cole in the playoffs and just as a, as a person is lights out. Mm-hmm. And with this, the way this offense has been playing, take away the past two games, but the past ten games before that, I'm so confident. And, and they show up in the big moment. And I love it. What's your rounding third? Moving on. Changing gears a little bit. My rounding third is that moving forward, Higashioka should be Garrett Cole's personal catcher. And that whenever Garrett Cole pitches, Gary Sanchez should take a seat and watch from the sidelines or maybe DH, depending on the situation. But if we're in the playoffs, I think he should just take a seat. Here's the thing. He has a 3.94 ERA. With other catchers, he's a 2.86 ERA. Montgomery with Sanchez has a 6.23 ERA. Without Gary Sanchez and other catchers, he's a 2.8 ERA. Tanaka, 3.9 with Sanchez, other 2.2. Devi Garcia with Sanchez, 5.8. Without and other catchers, 3.38. Garrett Cole, our ace, with Gary Sanchez, has a 3.91 ERA. Without Gary Sanchez and with other catchers, he has a 0.9 ERA. Now, I know a lot of people might be thinking this is a a small sample size, which it is. It's definitely a small sample size, and there's definitely not a ton that we can really back this off of because we've been kind of going back and forth with a bunch of different things. However, there is definitely some sort of trend there that I feel like is up for discussion. And not only the what's been going on throughout this whole season, but just like as of recent, you see how well Cole has been pitching and how well he's been finding him finding his stuff and getting into the rhythm and doing all this stuff. Like that is so, so, so important to get into rhythm this time of the year. And like that that right there is just so important for him to get hot. <laughs> Sorry, this cat is trying to just cause destruction in the apartment. Start. So No, no, you were right. No, let's <laughs> just keep it going. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we have the podcast. It became a pod, a full-blown podcast. trying to break, a, trying to break, break glass. Break right glass. Now. So go ahead. Anyway, so that that right there is why this is so important for, for I feel like, Garrett Cole to have a personal catcher that's not Gary Sanchez for the rest of the, the season into the playoffs. And just kind of going on top of that, like, I just... I know that from watching pitchers and from seeing them in the press conferences and talk about their experiences with these different catchers and stuff like that, like a lot of baseball players and especially pitchers, they're all, they're superstitious. They like to actually like 
they they like throwing to a certain player because it makes them it's a little more comfortable. They have a rhythm with them. They know that on a two one count they're throwing a slider low and away. Like they have that kind of connection with each other that they can just like feed off each other. They can communicate with each other, and like that is so huge. And if a pitcher says I feel more comfortable with this guy behind the dish, you could better believe that guy's pit that guy's catching because I don't care if if Gareth Sanchez is hitting the crap out of the ball. Which he's not, but if he is in any given day, well, right now, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but I don't think so. Like, I you you have to side with the pitcher because he dictates he dictates the game, and he is more important than the potential bat that's up at the plate. And hey, that's listen. my TED talk. That's that's your rounding third. So your rounding third TED talk. You know what? I'm gonna call you out. And here's why. And I'm not just doing it to, to pick the opposite side of you. It's just, let me let me phrase this to you as this. So you're picking Higgy to start a game in the playoffs, one of three. You can't look past the Twins as, as great as we've been against them and as much success as we've had against them. You can't just say, okay, let's plan for a five-game series, now a seven-game series. What, we can't do that. We're going to look at a three-game series. So what we have in front of us is a three-game series against the Twins. So in one of the three games, you're going to put Kyle Higashioka to start, and that's going to take Gary completely not only out of the catcher position, that's going to take him out of the game because he's not DHing because Stanton is DHing. So you're taking one out of three games, twenty or thirty-three percent of the games, you're taking a potential impact bat that has been hot as of late and you'll give him that because his stock has been up. Obviously, the bat has just not been there the whole season, but the potential is there more than Higgy, and you have to admit that. Nope. I know Higgy, obviously, nope. had the three-home run game. I will not admit that. I think that is, I think the potential with, with Gary's bat versus Higgy's bat is much greater. I know, because no, we, no, 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 no. Let me we'll, continue, let me continue, let me continue. You had your time, let me have my time. I would say... Starting Higgy is a very big potential, and I'm not writing it off at all. This is a very close out to me. This is a this is a serious play at the plate, and I'm with you in a lot of respects. But to take to play devil's advocate here, I'm saying, and 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 to prove your point a little bit more, having Higgy back there, you're not you're not having the pass balls, and that was why a, a huge reason as why I was about to call you safe, and. Because, like, Higgy out there, Higgy can catch. And what do you want out of a catcher? To catch the ball. You want a catcher to play their position, and Gary clearly cannot do that. And you can see it with the numbers of people's <laughs> ERAs with Gary versus with other catchers, which is Higgy and Kratz, but, like, Higgy. And it's not only being able to catch the ball, it's being able to call a game. And, and clearly Gary can't really call a game, and, and not calling Gary stupid or anything like that, but just, like, he, I don't think he can call a game as well but as here's he can. The thing. Here's and the Higgy, thing. Oh, no, 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 let me continue. And I, I personally, I do not want, and the reason why it's so close, and I'm, I'm honestly leaning towards calling you safe, is because I don't want a pass ball to happen in the playoffs. I don't want one of Gary's pass balls to happen in the playoffs because it's so important during those times. And... I don't even know. I might. I might honestly call you safe because I. The, I thought about the pass balls and how much that could cost us in a in a tight game against. Uh, and it's one out of three too, so it, it's not like he's going to start all all three games. 
not taking Gary's spot, and you know that. But I, I you know, what? I'm gonna call you safe. Right. I'm, I'm gonna say personal catcher, at least for one of three in this series, because of the the vast difference there is in Cole's ERA. His ERA was from a three nine four to a fuck. No, it was a three nine one to a. Point nine. Yeah, I'm not that saying I'm not saying to start Higashioka every fucking game. I'm just saying that in certain situations, like again, like you have to. Again, I think we talk about this all the time. And and when Gary Sanchez was shit in the bed, then he would, would hit one home run, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, he's back." And then he continued. He's never to, back. But but everyone kept saying like, "Oh, he hits one home run. He gets one hit," and everyone's just like. Oh yeah, he's fine. You know, he's back to normal. He's 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 been hitting yes he's of far recent, but he lo- still looks lost, and he still is hitting one forty three. Like, he's not doing well. And if a guy is hot, he's far from fine. If he's if a guy is hot, he should play. I don't care who he is. I don't care what situation is. If we're going to the playoffs, I want to play the people who are hot at that moment. You know, and here's the thing. Not only is the guy hot, and and you call Higgy what you want. Whether he's hot or not, he had one good game. It was three home runs. Fantastic game. But he could potentially hit something. He can hit the broad side of a barn. Honestly, to me, at bat by at bat, it seems like he puts the ball in play a little more than Gary does. He does. He has better at bats. Obviously, take away. I mean, Gary's been hot as of late. Don't get me wrong. But it feels like he puts the ball in. He puts together a better at bat. He doesn't go over And I'm down. not just taking the last game where he hit three home runs. I'm not just taking that and saying he should be there our starter. I'm taking the last couple games where he's been catching really well for Garrett Cole and also been producing no, you know, fairly that, well that, at the plate. That's what it is. I think it's it's when Higgy doesn't do well offensively, you at the very least know that he's gonna catch a good game. And if he does that, I'm cool with that. And that's then Garrett Cole has a great outing. You want out of a catcher in the playoffs, and especially when the numbers are that staggeringly different. I'm going to call you safe on that, but and it's a big but. I'm not a fan of the personal catcher, and I and I get it. If these numbers are this staggeringly different, and if they were, and he had a personal catcher in Houston, he had uh, who was it? I forget I, the name is slipping right now. Uh, it wasn't was McCann. It was someone else. No, it was the Spanish guy. Uh, yeah, Maldonado. Yeah, he had Maldonado in Houston, and he's a, he's a personal catcher guy. He get, he I don't know. He he likes defensive catchers. I I don't know. That's just what he likes, and it's Which fair. Is reasonable. It's, it's fair when Gary isn't a good catcher. You want a guy who can catch well, but at this point. I'm I'm with you. I want him to be the personal catcher in game three if it happens. Or no, game one, honestly, it would be the first game. But I think Garrett Cole, he's got a nine-year contract. I think he's got to get over this. I think mm-hmm. either Gary is going to be the person, is going to be the catcher for the rest of the way in Yankee land. But also, if it's just for one game, it never, it not, never hurts. Else. But it never hurts to have an off day for a catcher, too. Like, that's a big... It's a big situation. If you have a good, if you have a, a, yeah, but a regular but, off day like yeah, that. Yeah, dude, if you have a good backup catcher that can catch and break a day off for your, your primary yeah, catcher that does well and is a is is helping produce for your ace, fuck yeah. 
If you have a, you kidding me? Yeah, but no, but that, but it's like almost like a handcuff at this point. It's not a luxury. It's not a handcuff. No, it's no, a... It's, it's not a luxury to have this. It's you have to do it. It's not. Oh, he wants an off day. Let's let Higgy go in there and he can be fine and take over. It's we have to do this because Gary cannot catch. That's what it is. I, I get it. it. It's a luxury to have that, and it's awesome to have a backup catcher. But then you look at Romine, and you have a, such a good backup, backup catcher that becomes a starting catcher. And the very next year, he's gone because another team wants him. So it's not that great. And it's it's more of a, a hassle to have that because you're needing to do that. It's, it's needing to do it versus, oh, we can do this. It's no, you have to start him because of the uh, Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So it, it's almost like uh, it's a bad thing because you need to do it so bad. Yeah. It's like you ha- this is, you're forced to do it. Yep. Uh, you're forced to be safe in this situation because you have to. Let's get into awards. So who's your first award going to? First award. I got some funny awards. Let's see here. So my my award, my my one only award is the uh Let's Try Us Again award. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Is it a pitcher or hitter? It's hitter. It's Oh, multi, I'm not going to guess. Go ahead. <laughs> so the Let's Try This Again award is um, goes to Judge Stanton. Okay. Why? <laughs> I, I saw this on Twitter the other day. I don't know who it was, but I'll find it and I'll I'll say who it is. But we, um, it was a picture of Judge and Stan on the cover of a Sports Illustrated uh, magazine. 2018. And from 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, as soon as they got healthy again, they're like, all right, guys. Let's try this Let's again, try this okay? Again. <laughs> because they have not been healthy at the same time for any for two years, two two plus years. So if they can if they can stay healthy again, and if they can, you know, because they were both really playing well prior to getting hurt, and then after they they you know they've only played a couple games from getting back, but. Stan already has like seven hits from getting back from the from the IL. He had a four hit game the other day. He looks good. He looks good. He looked confident. He left hot. He's staying hot. He left hot. Stayed hot. Judge left hot. Is coming back into it. Like they're both those guys. They have never shown this season. This season they have never really shown that they have been going through any slumps because either they they were hot, got hurt, then they're coming back again. They're already producing for this team. So. If they can get hot again and they can continue to, you know, be the stand and judge we always want them to be, then that's just a lethal, lethal, lethal duo that I want going into the playoffs. And it's uh yeah, that's pretty much it because I just I just need them to to be in the playoffs and, and need them to be able to stay healthy and, and produce for this team because if they're healthy then this team then this lineup is goddamn scary. So let's try us again. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I know a few people didn't like having the Sten and Judge back-to-back. I don't know why, but I, I, I love I get it. it, but yeah, it's a little... I don't know, you want to break whatever. up the strikeouts, I guess. So you want to like keep a rally going. It, you don't want to have just a rally... Because a rally can be killed with two guys who are strikeout-prone. So, I mean, I, I agree with that. But, I mean, when you got those two back-to-back, just in terms of who you're going to pitch to, that helps. That That's why you have those two guys. Yeah. You have to have them back-to-backs because... Uh, I mean, they, and might, he, they may strike out, but like the way you have to approach, uh, yeah, a, a, an Aaron Judge when you know Giancarlo Santos right behind him, like you can't not pitch to Judge. Judge is going to see. There are type of guys that's that, why you. There are type of guys that, that even if they're not scorching hot hitting, they're still a presence in the batter's box. You're not going to you're not going to go right at them. 
Shout out CJ. I know you don't want Judge and Sen back to back, but CJ, we gotta do it. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do it. Because it's the way you approach a hitter like that. You can't Judge is gonna see pitches now because Stan is behind him. And yeah. he was behind Stan. Void. Like it's just, I, it's, listen, it's I fully just, I fully get at bats and they're getting pitches and you want your best hitters to get pitches and the way to get them pitches is to stagger lineups like that. I don't care about righty lefty as much as the next guy. I don't really think it, I don't think it's more righty lefty. I think it's just they're they're two of the, the same bat. Pitches, they're yeah. two strikeout double play threat kind of home run. Well, who are you going to put in between them? That's the thing. We you have all you righty batters, and a lot of them are strikeout or home run guys. That's what I'm saying. If Hicks is a little bit better that's hitter, the that's the guy. That's the person in the world that you would put in between them, and I really don't like that that much. I don't either, but if, if he was hitting very well, really well right now, then I would throw him in there, but he's exactly. not. The only other guys you'd break that up with are Gardner, which, who is, which been, is not an why option. Why would you want to do that? Why would no, you but do that? They, they have done that. That's, yeah. that's the four-hitter sometimes, three-hitter sometimes. They have done that, and... If Talkman was hitting better, and Talkman's probably not going to start, and then DJ, but he's a leadoff guy. Like that, there's no person you, Are you can really Gary or Void. No, no, they're, also, just, they're, also, they're also the same righty, hitter. They're the same, the fucking same fucking thing. It's a righty batter who can hit home runs, and he's going to strike out a lot. And to be and honest, I want Clinton Frazier at the end of that. I like Clinton in the back end of the lineup. So there's really no option there, and it's there's no. Other I don't option. hate it. It's just that's what it is. The benefit of having those two as like you you have to pitch to judge because Stanton's on deck. I love I love that. Yeah, and if you're that's a huge factor. And then again, if they hit back to back doubles, no one's talking. Damon's so. wearing tie dye socks. Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> for Fuck those, yeah. For those of you who can't see him right now, but tie socks my, the shit. My award goes to. Uh, I'm not gonna tell who goes to. I'm gonna say the name of it is the now use can leave award. Now use can leave. You know the now use can't leave from Bronxdale. Yeah, now use can leave. You you can you can get the fuck out of here. Is that Paxton? It is. Really? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I, I swear to God, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> it's it's James Paxton. It's because he he suffered. <laughs> you know what? Because like he's one person. I, just I can't like, believe you got that. I just forgot about him. That's why it's. Like, <laughs> that's why it's so like, like, that's why he's that like, the Yeah, that was a good name. Right? That's good. That's uh, good. Yeah, nice. Nice. Uh, nice. There we go. So <laughs> the reason why I said now use can leave is because he suffered a setback. He's probably not going to be with us for the playoff push at all, and he's a free agent next year. And honestly, if you had to pick one of the two, I'd rather Tanaka's a free agent this year too. I'd rather pick Tanaka to bring back over James Paxson. And we need to trim the fat on these injury-prone players. And this is a good place to start. James Paxson gets injured all the time. Judge gets injured all the time. Gary gets injured all the time. Uh, All these other players get injured all the time. If you have an opportunity to start trimming that fat, I know it's not as easy as, obviously, the the Yankees team and the players we have in our our long-term like our long-term players are all seemingly injury prone. Yeah. And if you have an opportunity to, to trim that and to not just cut ties with a guy who is notoriously injury prone and who has just lost like five to six to seven, 10 miles per hour off his fastball, cut the fucking ties. Yeah. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. He's not going to magically get, and we've been looking for that. Like every start that Jay, uh, that uh, James Paxton comes out there, we're looking like, okay, is he going to hit 99 tonight? No, he's never going to do that again. He's hitting no. 91. You don't just get nine mile per hour on your fastball. There's more of a chance of me, 23-year-old Luke Rella, washed up high school baseball player, to hit fucking 90 than there is for him to hit 99 again 
It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and then that's why uh, that's why I'm saying now downfall. now use can leave. Get out of here. He's on a counsel, he's on a consistent downfall and I couldn't agree more. Now use can leave. Nice job. So, was that accurately named? Perfect. Good. Clip that. That one's <laughs> that, that one's being posted tomorrow. So, my next award is another funny award. Is and I don't. I want you. Don't you looking? I can't even see that far. Don't, don't look at that. Okay. So here's my next award. It's I came out of retirement for this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this going to, Damien? If you get this right too, two for two, good for you. Um, I mean, there's only one person this could go to. <laughs> is this Eric Kratz? No, no, but good guess. It's, it's either Kratz or like Domingo. <laughs> Domingo. Vermont? Because, yeah, you forget about Domingo. His his sis- He retired for like a second. I know, but that was why I named it that. His He hasn't even played either. My point for bringing him up is his suspension ends on Sunday. No way, really? Yeah. His suspension ends on Sunday. 81 game suspension, breaking baseball's domestic policy, domestic abuse. He can't he's not pitching. Policy. It ends on Sunday. Boone was asked about whether he will join the team or not for the playoff push, and Boone said no, no, exclamation point. Like, he's just, he was, like, alarmed at the question. Because, obviously, he hasn't got, this is Boone's response, because, obviously, he hasn't gotten to work out with us or throw with us, Boone said. So, to be able to ramp him up and to put him in the kind of situation that we're about to get into, I don't think it's really fair to anyone. So, I think that was Boone's roundabout way of just saying that, he was never gonna be available yeah, because of the yeah. domestic violence thing, and that was just the Yankees' stance on it. He's never gonna be. That was his. That was his way of getting around that question because of performance-wise, good answer. Performance-wise, Domingo Herman was eight, 18 and like four last well, year. Well, he's also never pitched before in this whole season. Which exactly, is another reason. No, that, no, no, that was a, that was a very valid answer. But I think that was a. It was it was more because of the domestic violence thing, which I yeah. agree with. There's no place for that, obviously. The 161 boys are not for domestic violence, and that is just... No one should be for no that. No one should be for that. But here's the thing. But that, I, was, that was more because of that. I think if you... In terms of ramping up, they could ramp him up. Yeah. I, I, that there's that no, does make a little bit of sense, but... There's no situation he he's pitching. I don't want Domingo Herman. There's no, there's no situation he's pitching. And I think Domingo Herman is also a now used can leave too, because, I mean, yeah. where, where is the place for him? In the Yankees or the MLB? Yeah, if we got these young guys coming up, there's we no, have too there's many no pitchers that aren't named Domingo Herman and that don't have off the field baggage. Then yeah, it's just now now use both can leave. So get out of here. Get out of here. I came out of retirement for this. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into DMs was what was it? What did I want to talk about? So we got a week left, right, Damon? We do. Are we Hard ready? To say. Are, are we ready for the postseason? It's it's crazy that it has come to this. That we're already into October. Like you, you feel it. We walked outside. I have been a big, big proponent for like I I have the pre fall syndrome PFS. Yeah. And I w- I was calling fall before fall was a thing. I was cold drinking, now. I was it's drinking, cold now. I was drink. I was drinking pumpkin spice before people were. I never was a pumpkin spice guy, but now I am. And this season, I for sure have been. Call me Chris Kringle, dude. I'm I'm moving on to the next <laughs> next season. All I'm right. So what's saying, the question? Are we ready for the postseason? It's I think we are. I feel it in the air. I we, think we are. We're ten minutes from the stadium. I could feel it. I could tell you right now. It's definitely crisp in the air. 
Here's the thing. I think we are ready for the playoffs because we are coming off a hot streak. And if we the playoffs started tomorrow, I the playoffs started tomorrow, I would be confident. If you asked me that a week and a half ago, I would say, hell no. But because we're getting hot, because we're staying hot, I have no reason to believe why we're not ready for the playoffs right now. My only concern, like we've been talking about this entire episode, is the pitching. And I think if we have a couple more games or we get the starters a couple more reps before the playoffs happen, like each starter gets one more start in, and we... God, I'll even talk about the fucking relievers. I'm still pissed about Boone in the last game, but regardless, like, I, I think that we need to have the, the starters get one more round, and then if we continue to hit, man, like, we're, we're ready to go into the playoffs, guns blazing, and I'm super excited for that. Like, I I don't see a world where we're not ready for it because of the way we're playing right now and because of the mentality that I think we'll bring to those playoff games. Yeah, I mean, what what I need to see going into the playoffs, like Judge just came back, Stanton just came back, Glaber just came back. I want to see those guys doing well. I want to see those three, specifically those three are the heart of our lineup. Those are the ones that are going to win us the World Series. We need to have those guys. Obviously, I'm not that pissed. Like I know Judge isn't doing well. Judge, since he's came back, not including tonight because his stats are before tonight. So the last three games before tonight, he has one hit. He's batting .077. He has two walks. Not what you want, but he just came back off injury. You got to let the guy get hot again. He's not going to just go out and hit 300 and have an MVP. Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge. You know, he's he's going to come out. He's going to play. And regardless of how he is hitting, he's still a huge factor to this team. Yeah, and you know what these games are right now? These games are just, like, get get him ready for the playoffs. Like, we already made the playoffs. Like I said, seating doesn't matter at all, especially because they're neutral sites, so it doesn't matter whatsoever. Yeah. The seating does not matter at all. We clinched the playoff seed. No matter what, we're probably in all likelihood going to play the Twins. doesn't yeah. matter. So whatever. Let Judge just figure it out. Let him figure it out. Another person I want to see figure it out, Stanton. And Stanton has figured it out. In the four games he's been back, he's had five hits. He's batting 313, two walks. Like That guy, has he left off on a hot note. He's continuing to be that guy. He's hitting the ball hard. You love to see that he's going to be the DH going forward. Glaber, he's been back for three games, not including tonight. 167 batting average, two hits, two walks. I want him to get it going. I know he kind of was hot at the end before he got injured, and then he kind of was not before that. So you want him to get going. You want to see the Glaber we had last year. I want Glaber to be back. I want I want Glaber versus Orioles type shit. Glaber in the playoffs against the Astros to just go off. Like We haven't seen that type of Glaber in a little bit, and I want Glaber to come back. I want Glaber to be mentioned back. Like it, it, It's sad to see, like, the rookies that you see now, and when you see the top players under 25, Glaber's main name isn't really mentioned. Yeah. Like, when you look at the Acunas and the Bellingers and and the the Luis Robert's and, like, all these guys, he's just not mentioned anymore. Yeah. And the Tatis and all these guys. Like, it, it, there's a lot of great young talent in this league, and I'm probably forgetting a few, but... Let's get let's put a little more respect on Glaber's name. Let's show off Glaber. Yeah, and it's not on me. It's on Glaber. <laughs> yeah. like you gotta you gotta start showing out because he hasn't been. 
This yeah, year, obviously, shortened, abbreviated season. He's got. He would have had a lot of time to figure it out <laughs> otherwise. But you know, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do this thing. I, I want to see him show out. I want to see Gary show out. I want the big guys to show out. Boyd has been doing it. We've been putting up plenty of runs every single game. We the starting pitch has been great. The bullpen has been very good. Obviously, missing Canley that hurts a lot, but. Let's 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 have the big guys start playing well because it's been a lot of the ancillary guys, the the accessories that have been doing really well, and not the main names like we just been. I mean, they all just came back, so that that's what I want to see going into the playoffs, and that's what I that's my what to watch for for the next couple of weeks. Not not couple of weeks, next week. Yep. Before we get to October baseball, nice the frost, nice frost, little pumpkin spice beers flowing. October baseball is here. Surround sound bumping. The one thing Baseball I will say is, is that and the playoffs are here. Yes. <laughs> the one thing I will say is I the last six games that we have left, I really like we need these guys to play. Like I am I, I'm not here for the resting guys, I'm not here for the playing the matchups. I, I wanna see the lineup out there that's gonna be on game one of the playoffs. I wanna see the lineup out there that's gonna be driving us to the World Series win. I yeah. don't want to have Boone beating around the bush, playing these ridiculous lineups that are just for the day, giving guys rest. Like we're in the we're we're playing now. You you were resting the whole season up to this point. The point is here. You need to play these guys now. You need to pitch the bullpen like they're supposed to be pitched. You need to play the guys in the situations they're meant to be played in. Because yeah. that's the entire reason you do this is to prepare for this time. And the time is here. See, I agree and I don't agree because the people that you're talking about are Judge and Sen. I'm not no, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about what's the best lineup we have right now. We saw that I'm saying once. right now this week during the regular the rest of the regular, rest of the way in the There's six season. games left. I, I damn it. I, I'm not with you there because if if we're talking about Judge Sten and all them I do not want them playing in meaningless games right now because they're going to get hurt. Uh, they need reps. They, they have not I get, played I know enough. they need reps, they have but not I'm, played I'm not upset that he was – the way he's been treating the previous games with the off day. I'm not upset there, about that. I'm talking that's about, what I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about moving forward. From here on out, yes, play every game. I'm saying moving next six games, you need to have them play. Yes, every game. We we, we saw our – did, He did the whole, oh, off day here, get them – ease them I back. I get that. I get that. So I get that. He eased them back in, now play the rest I'm of the I'm saying rest six games – Play him. Yes. I want to see. We saw our full strength lineup once this whole season. I want to see that the rest of the way and into the playoffs. Maybe twice. Opening day and tonight. And no, two nights ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's fucked up. That's like, fucked up. I, we need to see these guys play. And, like, the whole reason we, we make them rest and do all this stuff is because we need to be healthy. But now's the time. We need them to go out and play. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Also, did you see DJ's press conference? Awesome. <laughs> Lasted about two minutes. Meredith asked him, what do you think about me being named AL Player of the Week? DJ, it's cool. <laughs> okay. What do you think about uh, the, the, the AL batting title race? It's a distraction. <laughs> End of interview. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, uh, that was the most DJ interview in the world. Best. And that will do it. Actually, let's go through a few DMs. Let me get to the DMs. Uh, what do you think about the Voight MVP chances? So, 
With the Void MVP chances, I actually look through a lot of numbers on this one, and I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because the Void MVP chances, let's talk about it. Because his numbers, obviously before tonight, I calculated as before, assuming this question would hit our DMs. Void, 48 games played, 286 batting average. I, I looked at all the candidates that were going to be in the running for MVP. Voight, Tim Anderson, Trout, Abreu, DJ, and Nelson Cruz, are, and Shane Bieber, but Shane Bieber is a pitcher, so I didn't really put him in this conversation because I'm, I'm comparing statistics. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tough for me. I'm not the one voting, so tough to even consider that. But when you look at the league leaders in each of these statistics, I want to compare all these players from batting average home runs, RBIs, OBP, slugging, OPS, WOBA, WAR, and weighted runs created plus, and just to see where they led. These are those are the main statistics. I want to see where they were at, and who led the most categories. And when you look at all of those, Voit, Anderson, Trout, Abreu, DJ, and Cruz. DJ led in one, two, three, four, five of the categories, and I listed how many did I list? Right there, five of ten, fifty percent. The next person who led. Close to that was the only the only other person. Abreu led in three categories, Anderson in one, and Voight in one. So it's just a matter of what the voters prefer. And it's weird because in recent years we've seen batting average be pre- preferenced because you look at 2017, was it? Mm-hmm. When Judge lost MVP to Altuve. Obviously Altuve cheated, but the way the... The voters voted. They voted based on batting average because batting average favored Altuve. Altuve had a 350 batting average and Judge had like a 280. But Judge had 52 home runs and Altuve had like 20 and he was a leadoff guy, so he had very less RBIs. So it's just the way you want to look at it because in prior years, obviously, they favored the home run. So it's, w- it's where they're at. But recently, when you look at them, it's 2017 Altuve with the batting average. It's Mookie Betts with the batting average the very next year in 2018 when the Red Sox won the World Series. And obviously he did it, he did it all that year, so you got to give it to him in every respect. And then you go to who won 2019? Mike Trout. Mike Trout does everything also. So it's hard to determine what they prefer, whether it's if there's a guy who is very good batting average-wise and there's a guy who hits home runs and gets RBIs. Because in this scenario, in a shortened season, we have two ends of the spectrum in the guys who are leading because DJ leads the league in batting average, on-base percentage, o- OPS, WOBA, and weighted runs created plus. That, to me, is an MVP, and he's obviously not going to lead the league in RBIs because he's leading off, so he's going to be significantly lower in that sense. His war is comparable to all of the guys who are leading in the top respects of war. But if you want to look at the the home run side of things, then you got guys like Cruz and you got guys like Voigt who have 21 and Cruz has like 16 or 17 now and a comparable batting average. So it's, it's what you want. Cruz is, I mean, I don't think Voigt honestly has a shot at MVP because he's got 21 home runs. He's got like 50 RBIs, which is great. And it's of the tops of the top. But if they're going to go with a guy who is hitting for high power and high average, high, RBIs, it's going to be Cruz. Cruz hasn't beats beat in 
RBIs and his batting average is like three. Yeah, but Cruz is just a hitter though. He's just a, he's a fucking DH. Exactly. And I don't think the DH I don't think that plays. I don't think no. Boyd or Cruz has a shot here. I think it's more between DJ Anderson, Trout, and Abreu. Abreu over Cruz and Voigt more so has a shot more yeah. than they do. I just think that a Abreu, lot of the... but Abreu, Abreu's batting three thirty with yeah, an eight, eighteen ridiculous. home runs and fifty two RBIs. He's leading the league in three of those categories. He was the next next to DJ, except DJ's he's leading. having a DJ's leading season. DJ's leading in the average categories like OBP, batting average, and all that stuff, OPS, WOBA, stuff like that. Abreu's leading in the in the in the heavy hitter categories like the. RBIs home the run reas- areas. The reason that I don't think LeMahieu will really win the MVP is because he's such like a, for lack of better words, under under the radar player because he's just like he's so automatic. He just gets hits and then does his part. And if people are on base when he gets hits, great. There's an RBI. Like he, he's not the. When you look at the list of like. It's not flashy. When you, okay, it's when never you, been appreciated. When you look at when you look at if we're not Yankees fans and you're looking at other teams and you're saying, okay, who is the all star in that team? You're not saying DJ LeMahieu. You're saying that the people that you know, the people who are the impact players. Like again, I'm not saying that's a real factor for MVP, but like he's he's in a position where he's a leadoff guy. He does a fucking phenomenal job in lead off lead off position. He has the occasional home run. He's a Gold Glove fielder. Like. These are all amazing attributes, but they're not what an MVP candidate really looks like, especially for the season. Because if you need someone who, in this season particularly, you need someone who has been like the main contributor for the team, and that's why I feel like Voit is more of an MVP than Lemayhu because he has been the main contributor for this team from start to finish. And I'm not saying Voit should be the MVP of the league, maybe. But you need someone who needs who is like the main contributor of the team, like a Mike Trout, who obviously is the entire Angels organization. Abreu is the Beto because the the White Sox have been all lights out. They've all been amazing. They've all been producing. So it's hard to kind of weigh in and weigh out those types of things. But you look at the person who's going to be like, who's that guy who is like the center of the team that if you take out, the rest of the team is just going to be in a downfall. <clears throat> and I know you do, it doesn't really matter that much, honestly. This is a conversation just for fun, honestly. Who cares who wins the MVP in this season? It's an abbreviated season. If anything is going to have an asterisk in this season, it's not going to... And we've talked about this before off the air. I don't think this season... We talked about it before the season started. This season fucking counts. And and a lot of people have said this season counts more than any other season because it's harder to win this season because of all the obstacles that you have to climb that aren't your opponent. You have so many other opponents that you have to climb over other than just the team you're playing that day. Yeah. So, with all that considered, this season for sure counts. We're about to enter the playoffs. Let's do it. Like, this, like we're, I'm getting hyped. This season for sure counts. Why the hell not? Fans aren't there, whatever. Let's get it rocking. But so I, what? I think for the in terms of the MVP conversation and the Cy Young conversation, that, I think, is where I may draw the line. Like, that, there's for sure reason for an asterisk in that regard because an MVP is mm-hmm. is over the course of 162. That is difficult to keep it going. I mean, you saw last year where, I mean, Yelich came in second because at the last second he got hurt for the last month. Dude, and, look at and he was killing 
he was killing Bellinger in the stats, and then he just got hurt for the last month or two, and then he just had no shot. And what? that's how, like, imagine Yelich in this situation. If you looked at the first two or three months of the season last year, Yelich was killing everybody and their mother in every statistic last year. So he wins MVP, but he doesn't at the end of 162. So that's why MVP is a long-haul yeah. conversation. So is Cy Young when you look at Shane Bieber and guys like that who are killing it. But we're also in this MVP conversation, like I said. Tough to compare a pitcher to a hitter. That's why I'm not in that position. That's why I am an accountant. But Definitely tough to compare, but you know, I, I do think that the World Series trophy holds higher World regards. World Series counts. Like, the World Series counts. And I think that if you don't think so, then you need to kind of reevaluate what's, what you've been watching. Then stop listening to this podcast. Because you, 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 need to, you need to really reevaluate what you've been watching this whole season because this season has been, you know, people have been through trials and tribulations this whole season. There you go, Damon. And they've been, you know, there's been, you've been doing so much more to get through the season than you have in any other kind of 162. I get that you're playing more games. I get even playing more games, but the games count much, much more. And the the season just has been so much more intense, and everyone's been going through the same situations, and this season counts more than any other season before, and I am even more excited for this playoffs than, than I've ever been. Let's get fucked up. And I cannot <laughs> wait to wake up on playoff morning Listen to the Yes Network. Get hype. Feel the crisp Watch air. Watch hype, some hype videos. In New York City, just crisp air. Go on fall to. morning. Pumpkin spice. Go on to our, our Bronx Pinstripe YouTube channel. Do a power hour right before the, right oh, before the game. That. I'm doing that. Let me get in the moment. I'll do that right now. I meant to make a joke before, before we close this out. When I talked about Domingo before, I, I, meant, I meant to say that Domingo's suspension ends on Sunday. Also known as Domingo. All right, see you guys later. Have fun. Baby, I think you should know. It don't really get much better than this. There's nobody else I would rather be with. It don't really get much better than this. Oh, oh, oh. Tell me how you're feeling it.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.